0: G'day guys, Dan here from Epic Drives Western Australia and welcome to the first in, well, absolutely ages podcast. I started a business at the beginning of the year. It's got nothing to do with four-wheel driving, unfortunately. And then, of course, we had COVID, the vid, vid19, whatever you want to call it. And, well, the months just kind of passed by and I got really lazy with my channel. And i got to say, I had really missed the outdoors So I made a conscious decision to jump right back into exploring WA, mostly off-roading. And I've just got back from a trip out to the Midwest region of the state. Because as you may or may not know, July through to October is wildflower season here in WA. And right now the wildflowers are north of Perth. But they slowly start to bloom south as the regions warm up. So my family and I headed 291 kilometers northeast to a place called Karnama and then passed through the mining region of Rothsea, which is now an active mine, which was unknown to me at the time that we left. And we ended up finishing at a place called Woban after 291 kilometers of off-roading. I'd actually been to this region before. I've done two trips to Ningen Station. And I've got to say, the region has really grown on me for its stark contrast. It's lush green farmland as you head through and then you get to arid red earth landscapes and there's barren plains and there's stunning mineral rich hills. This area is seriously underrated. I mean, we had the whole area to ourselves for three days and we didn't see a single soul the whole time we were out there. However, unfortunately, mining in the region has meant that a lot of the Midwest is now closed off. It's a real shame, but I guess in the end, you know, money is king. But anyway, we left Perth on a Sunday and we drove straight out to Peranguri, which is named after the Aboriginal word, I hope I say this correctly, Perengari, meaning waterhole. The area makes up some of WA's wildflower country. It's part of what is called the Wildflower Way Tourist Drive. And it runs from, from down up the Wild even to though jail. we'd only taken less than a quarter of a tank of fuel to get to where we were. But we continued north through the vermin proof fence and then stopped along a four wheel drive track called the Perinduri Roathsey Road at a farm school called Dampawa State Farm. This area was used as a farm school by the Department of Agriculture to experiment with various cereal crops back in the mid 1900s. But all that remains today are cattle pens, a windmill, some barbed wire fence. But we stopped there for lunch. It was a nice enough spot. And then after we found an old hut called Sandalwood Puller's Hut. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it's within an area called Carrara Station which is now owned by the Department of Environment and Conservation and it's now obviously an area for nature conservation but it was originally a sheep station back in the 1900s. I was a little bit disappointed to find the hut that I was expecting to be a relic from way back to be somewhat of a modern structure and quite featureless really a tiny little modern hut apart from there was an interesting collection of spent ammunition cartridges um, a rusted out fridge but there was no electricity maybe someone perhaps dumped it there and then some kangaroo bones so we continued on passing a few old but still working windmills and wells And then the track sort of went through various grades of four-wheel drive track, but it was nothing really too technical. I think I put it in low range a couple of times more just to try it out because it had been a while since I'd been off-roading. But certainly any car, a stock four-wheel drive would easily get through there, perhaps even just an all-wheel drive. And we drove until dusk, and I hadn't reached the spot that I was intending to camp for the night. So it started to get dark, so we just found a nice little cosy section of bush off the track, and we camped there for the night. And the temperature seriously dropped as the sun went down. So after setting up camp, I tried out a new fire pit that I've actually been given to review by a company called LifeDo, and I'm I'm not yet completely sold. I'm going to do a full review on it later. Um, but mainly the real issue I had was my cast iron camp oven which is you know I guess fairly large but fairly standard size it doesn't it doesn't fit on it um, but it is a much better option than having a fire on the ground it leaves a lot a lot less mess and it's also a lot safer and easier to control the next day we packed up camp and we headed through Rothsey, which was an abandoned mining region uh, close to where is now an active mine area that you can't get into at all there is a lonely bush cemetery and there's only five graves there and sadly two of them are children but it does give you a real feel of how hard life was back in the early 1900s and further down the track we hit a working mine which is now sadly yeah completely off limits for obvious reasons however we did manage to find an abandoned open cut mine called barrel mine which is easily explored on foot But the highlight for me of the whole trip was walking to the top of John Forrest Lookout and it gave us a spectacular view over the region that we'd been exploring the previous day. And then we started to head south towards Perth, passing through the number two rabbit-proof fence. If you've seen the movie, you'll know it's a seriously long fence. In fact, it's 1,158 kilometres long. And then further south, we stopped off to check out a place called Camel Soak Well, it's a rocky outcrop it's got some water it's perfect i guess for camels you yeah, know back in the day when that was the mode of transport but nowadays it makes for a great campsite if you're towing a caravan or a camper trailer or a, you're driving a bus or something like that because the roads in are graded and you, you don't need four wheel drive or anything like that to get in and it is close to the main highway uh, and that marked the end of our trip the weather wasn't great but no complaints from me it's always great to get out of Perth and explore even if it's just for a few days and then we got back on a Monday afternoon and I got straight into making the video of the trip for my YouTube channel uploaded it and then I turned my attention to planning my next trip which was a solo three-day hike along the Bibbleman track and I left the following Sunday with an absolutely filthy three-day forecast it was forecast for cold nights a thunderstorm on my first night and then fairly consistent rain for the remaining days that I was out there and I was not let down the weather was pretty terrible but I loved it and my hiking is not what most people think when they imagine hiking in three days I only covered 31 kilometres from Canning Highway through to Sullivan's Rock on Albany Highway but this trip was more of an excuse to get up close and personal with the bush Hiking I reckon is a great way to explore the bush because of the slower pace it means you really have more time to Just soak up the environment. It's it's not for everyone I know that because you you are carrying all the gear on your back But it's a great way of disconnecting from the busy rat race of the real world So day one I walked from Brookton Highway to Canning Hut which is only 7.7 kilometers The highlight of the first day was this incredible rocky outcrop with a picturesque winter stream running across the track at the base of the rock. So I stopped there for lunch and it was here that I really started to feel connected with the track again because I've been hiking the track in order from the beginning in Kalamunda and a decent percentage of the track I've actually hiked with my twin boys. So my excuse for it taking me 11 days to get to where I started this trip Um, which is only 78 kilometres from Kalamunda, is because a lot of the trips that I've done have been with my kids, who they're now six years old. So a lot of my trips have been sort of the hike in, hike out type trips where we walk to a hut, have lunch, and then return along the same section that we just walked. So we're essentially doubling up the kilometres on some of the hikes that I've done. But I ended my first day at Canning Camp and had the hut all to myself, And that night, the rain really did just hammer down. But being in a hut with a tin roof, it meant that I slept pretty well because the sound of the rain on the roof was really quite soothing. Day two was my biggest day for hiking. Um, It was still an easily doable 16 kilometres. I did wear the wrong shoes. I started to get blisters as I hiked. But one of the highlights along the section on day two was crossing the footbridge over the Canning River. I stopped there for lunch, but the weather turned nasty as soon as I took my bag off and got my lunch out. So rather than sit in the rain, I cracked on, and then I stopped further along at some really nice sort of boulders that were just off to the side of the track. And yet again, I took my bag off, got my lunch out, and the weather just hammered down, ruined any chances of me relaxing so it didn't really matter in the end because it meant that i arrived at my final camp for this trip at a place called or a hut called Menadnox. and this camp in my opinion is awesome it's one of the best that i've stayed in so far along the track i unpacked got out of my wet weather gear got some wood for a fire and then another hiker turned up and this guy is hiking the whole track and end to ender he's going from Kalamunda to albany so a hunt 100. 1,003 kilometers. So as this podcast goes out, he's still hiking. He's um He's a German. He's on a work visa here. And in his downtime, he's been four-wheel driving and hiking and seeing probably more of our state than most WA locals see in their entire lifetime. And he's loving every minute of it. He's a top bloke and a bit of a legend in my opinion. So good luck to you, Tom, if you happen to hear this so the next day Tom headed out probably about half an hour before I left because I wanted to try and eat as much food as I could before I started because I always end up carrying too much food with me the hike for day three though was only 7.4 kilometers but the track it was not going to let me out easy I'd have to cross Mount Cuthbert and Mount Vincent along the way and they're literally two hills that are both side by side and both of them are over 500 metres high. So despite being steep, the view at the top, particularly at the top of Mount Cuthbert, is absolutely breathtaking. I was not expecting the views to be as stunning as they were and it was easily the highlight of the entire hike. After ascending and descending both hills, I'd actually also passed the 100km mark of the track from Kalamunda and was just over a kilometre from Albany Highway. And I arrived at my meeting point and I had a few hours to relax before my wife and the boys picked me up. So the video of my trip is now on my YouTube channel, which is Epic Drives Western Australia, and I'm getting packed up for my next trip out to the Wheatbelt again to a place called Mount Palmer. The weather in the last few days is has really felt different it's definitely starting to change as we head out of winter and finally into spring and i can't wait to start heading along the south coast again to explore the areas that i'm yet to visit when summer finally arrives i've been four-wheel driving in wa now for years and i still feel like i've only just begun to scratch the surface of what our state has to offer we're so fortunate to have a backyard that takes literally a lifetime to truly explore. I hope you got something out of this podcast. If you'd like to see more you can check out my YouTube channel or head to my website which is epicdriveswestanaustralia.com and I'll be back at the end of next month to tell you about my trip out to the Wheat Belt and I may try and sneak in another hiking trip as well. So if there's something that you guys want to see or that you like that you don't like or whatever please feel free to drop me a comment anyway that's about it for now i'm dan catcher